0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to the world martial arts radio network up next you will be listening to the usa martial arts hall of fame show host of the year award winner the one and only justin harvey producer director and on-air star of the justin harvey show
1: Hi, this is Chris Whaley, The Real Mass Saint. Maybe you've read my book, The Mass Saint, or you've seen the movie based on my book. The book is in Barnes & Noble, other bookstores, Amazon, and Kindle. The movie is in Redbox, on Video On Demand, and on Netflix. I hope you'll plan to listen to my interview with Justin Harvey on The Justin Harvey Show. Tune in and find out the real story on The Mass Saint. You're going to get a blessing to teach you a lesson.
0: you really be a fool to think you tells about someone else.
1: not really much of Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to The Justin Harvey Show.
0: Yeah! He's not on a team or a member of a gang. He's captive tech, oh, better know. It's Mr. Bang Bang. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Harvey here of the Justin Harvey Show. I have a very special show today, which is uh, brought to you by Legacy Belts. If you want to be a champion like myself, grab you a belt from Legacy Belts. Today's show is also brought to you by World Martial Arts Radio and Media. Now, I'm sure all of my fans have seen the movie The Masked Saint, I personally saw this film because I had seen it on Netflix, and I'm a big wrestling fan, and I noticed that it was um, the last film that you can see Roddy Piper in, and uh, I think it's amazing that it's uh, based on a true story. Well, with me today, I have the real, yes, you heard me right, the real last saint, Chris Whaley and I want to get the story from him um, about his story. Welcome, Chris.
1: Hey, thank you, Justin. It's great to be with you.
0: It's uh, it's uh, it's great to have you. Uh, I've not read your book, um, but I've I've seen the film and I absolutely love the film. And I just wanted to uh, first start off with um, I, uh, I went to your website and you have some wonderful. Testimonies from a lot of WWE superstars, such as Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, and many others. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, 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 can you can you take my audience through this whole process on how this all, you know, how all this came about, Chris?
1: Absolutely. Uh, as far as the uh, the movie goes, uh, and I'm sure we'll we'll probably go back and forth and back and forth about how all of this. Uh, actually took place, but as far as uh, the movie coming about, um, I'll go back and tell you that I was uh, a professional wrestler from 1978 to 1988, uh, wrestled in um, the state of Florida and the southeastern United States, and uh, the last three years, um, I was in uh, Texas, which Texas covers a lot of area, in Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas and Mississippi Louisiana and that area. And I had the uh, awesome opportunity of uh, wrestling for uh, Fritz Von Erich and uh, wrestled in uh, Wild West Wrestling. And Mm -hmm. at the same time I was there, I was uh, going to seminary at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. So I finished seminary in 1988, and I went to my first church. And after going to my first church, uh, after being in wrestling for 10 years, and uh it's, it's quite, a, quite a different change in lifestyle from wrestling to being a pastor. But I yeah. had, a, had, a, had a young lady that uh, would uh, come to church, bring her children. Uh, she would be the last person to come into the church, and she'd be the first one to leave. And one Sunday, uh, she came out. She was the last person to leave. And as she came out, she took my hand, and um, she had sunglasses on. Uh, which I thought mm-hmm. that was unusual, having sunglasses inside. But she came up and took both my hands, and uh, I could see tears coming down her eyes and or down her cheeks. And I reached over and lifted up the, uh, the sunglasses, and she had two black eyes, which really enraged me. Uh, I think any man that would hit a woman is an absolute dirtbag, and yeah. uh, bullies uh, bullies only pick on people that they know they can beat. And so I told her, I'm going to go see you. I'm going to go see your husband. And uh, she got got upset. Said no, I, uh, please don't do it. He'll he'll be upset. He'll hurt you. And I said I'm not
0: I'm not really worried about that. <laughs>
1: so anyway, uh, I went to his house and uh, and called him out and just said, you know, I, I came over here to see uh, how you could do against somebody who could fight back. Yeah, and yeah. that was that was kind of the beginning of the mass saint because uh, uh, as long as I was, you know. A pastor I was always running into people who were being abused and so I just had I had story after story after story where I handled things differently than a pastor would handle them and yeah. so I, I thought you know this would make a great book so I, I wrote the book uh, got it published uh, back in 2007 and then it uh, wasn't long after that, I started getting offers from uh, movie producers uh, that were talking to me. and uh, One of them kept me on the hook for about a year, and, and then uh, mm-hmm. things went south. And then another one flew all the way in uh, here to Orlando, met me at Disney World. That one didn't work out. It got frustrating, and so I said, I'm just going to put it up on a shelf. Uh, I didn't yeah. care if I ever heard of, heard of the mass Saint again. And then in uh, February 2013... Uh, I got a call from a producer in Canada. He asked me, uh we were I was on the phone, so he asked me, he said, anybody done anything with your book? And I, I rolled my eyes and I said, No. And he said, Okay. And then two weeks later he called me and he said, We're gonna make your book into a movie which I was absolutely flabbergasted. And then
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that that whole year, two thousand thirteen, uh, you know, they were writing the script, getting everything worked out for it, and then they filmed the movie in november of 2013 and then it came out uh the movie came out this year back on january the 8th nationwide and Mm uh came out came out on dvd on april the 5th and then it came out on netflix on june the 5th so that's that's kind of how it all happened
0: wow that's that's amazing chris i mean how how does it how does it make you feel you know i bet you get people wanting autographs from you all the time from, from the film now how does it make you feel uh
1: it, it really is is very humbling um, mm-hmm. i you know i was never a world champion i certainly wasn't a name like hulk hogan or even uh, uh rowdy roddy piper you know um uh, I, I was just a guy that loved wrestling and did a good job when i was in the ring and um uh, Happened to be a guy studying for the ministry while I was a professional wrestler, but uh, it just—it's just very humbling to mm-hmm. uh, have you know have your book uh, being made into a movie and and also very blessed. I mean, God has God has given me so many blessings that are completely undeserved, and I'm so thankful for that. But then it gives me uh, it gives me a lot of opportunities to share my faith with people. Uh the mm-hmm. opportunities like this, being on the Justin Harvey show, talking to you and uh, people listening to my story again. So it's just uh, just a great thing. I know that was kind of a long answer to a short question, but
0: uh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna ask you, Chris. Did did it did it shock you when you heard about uh, Roddy's death? Because like I said, I believe that was the last project that he had done yeah. um, before his passing
1: uh i was absolutely devastated um uh, i hadn't seen i worked on a show with him like 30 years before this uh before i saw him on the set of the mass saint uh mm-hmm. just a, a great guy and then i saw him i had an old picture and brought that and we you know we talked about old times and left and had a great time and of course he was uh such a pro at everything he did and he's just a great guy a lot of people uh, don't know what a great family man he was. He he loved his family. Uh, if you go back and you look at any of his matches on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. notice that uh, he's got his wedding ring on. He never took his wedding ring off whenever he wrestled.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he
1: was just a just a great guy. And we were actually on vacation last year up in North Florida, up in the the Redneck Riviera, up in the Panhandle. And, mm-hmm. uh, the producer of the movie called me and said, uh, you're not going to believe this, but, uh, Roddy Piper passed away last night. And I, I was just, I was speechless. I was just absolutely speechless because,
0: yeah.
1: uh, I had, I, he looked so great. He looked so great. Uh, when they were filming the movie, uh, he was just in good, you know, seemed to be in good shape. And I know he'd had his battle with cancer, but, uh. It just looked so good, and it was just just devastating uh, to see it happen to someone so good. And um, I'm the same age as he is, so it certainly uh, gave me a wake-up call on mortality. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we we all know that we check in. We just don't know when we check out, so to speak.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true.
0: Because I always say, live life to the fullest. I was going to ask you too, Chris. In, in the movie, they describe the mass saint as a vigilante. Would you say that that's a very big fabrication? Because I wouldn't see you as a vigilante, you know. Yeah. But in the well, yeah, in the movie, they call you a vigilante.
1: Right. My wife would love you, Justin, because
0: it really upset her
1: uh, when they. Kind of camped out on the vigilante part of this because uh, and it's a great great question because no i, I never saw myself as a vigilante um, you know there's a there's a great quote in the movie by uh, miss edna uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, you would know who Miss Edna is, but um, there's a great quote she she quotes Edmund Burke and he said that the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing and uh, all I did was just simply uh, help people who were unable to help themselves. And I, what I did was protect my people uh, that God had entrusted to me to be their pastor. And uh, I, I never went looking for anything. I, I just mm-hmm. All I did was just simply respond to abuse. And yeah. uh, so I, I responded in, in a way that the only way that some people understand. Uh, but I was not a, I was not a vigilante and I didn't go out looking for it and I'm so glad you brought that up. That's that was yeah. a great, great thing to say. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. Yeah.
0: That that's that's my pleasure because well like like I said, I'm trying to get, you know, the real story behind all this because it is a great film but with film there's great exaggerations at times and you know, you want to get the truth behind the real story.
1: So
0: right. well I'm very very proud of it. You know, uh mm-hmm. the, the film uh the film
1: actually won uh Best Picture in two thousand fifteen at the uh, International Christian Film Festival. Over four hundred films that were entered and the Mass Saint was uh chosen as uh, best picture so I'm I'm very, very very, very proud of that
0: well wow. do you, do you think it's possible that we could see could see a sequel to the film or do you think this would be it for the mass Saints? Um, i
1: before I thought it might have been possible uh one of the bad things about all of this is that the uh uh the, the movie they they didn't do any advertising other than social media uh-huh. and and so the the movie just didn't have any advertising. And uh, I can't tell you how many people said, hey, i had never heard of this, never heard of this. Uh, whereas, you know, you're seeing trailers in the theater and all. We didn't have... There were trailers in some theaters and stuff, but uh, we just didn't have any advertising when it came out. Now, I suppose if, you know, if it picks up on... Uh, on netflix and you know dvd sales and things like that uh the sale of the book i i think if, if things you know kind of went a little viral which that's very very hard to do in this day and age uh, mm-hmm. that, that there would definitely be a possibility of a sequel but you just, you just never know you know I, I mean i'm i'm very thankful to god that that this guy you know done but uh and it would be thrilling to see a, a mass saint too because i I've been working on the book and um I would love to see it. But you just you just never know. Hey, you never know, Justin. Your your uh, program might be the uh you know, the the launching of, of this thing taking off and doing well. So if it does we'll see. And uh hopefully I'll be back on the Justin Harvey show telling you about that.
0: That that would be that would be wonderful, Chris. Now is 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 your book on audio C D as well or is it uh is it just paperback back um,
1: in device, or I, you know, I don't think they have an audio version of it. I remember asking about that. I know it's on mm-hmm. Kindle. It, it's on Kindle. It's on uh, uh, Amazon, and it's in uh, Barnes and Noble and other bookstores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I don't I don't know for sure if it is uh, have, if they have an audio version of it or not.
0: Okay, because I was actually looking for an audio version because that's that's the best way for me to actually understand books is to sit down and, and listen to it. and That's why I was asking. So.
1: Well, I think they have,
0: don't they have now on Kindle and
1: Kindle Fire and that uh, where it, it will actually read it to you, I think.
0: I'm, I, I'm not I sure. Think so. I think yeah, so. so. I'll have so. to do some uh, more research. Yeah. No, cr- now Chris since you're a wrestler I wanted to get your i wanted to get your opinion on the wrestling here what do What do you think of wrestling today? i mean it's not to me I still watch it at times, but to me some of the stories stories are so outlandish and it's yes. not as good as back in the day in my opinion yeah.
1: I agree with you um I had a conversation with the uh, the owner of the uh, professional wrestling hall of fame uh i was actually talking with him on saturday uh and they want uh some of my memorabilia to put into the professional wrestling hall of fame and we were talking about it because he's he's about my age and um, I, I just agree with you you know i i love wrestling back in my day it just seemed <laughs> to be Good guy against the bad guy, and most of the time a good guy came out on top. And uh, there was just, you know, some great, great athletes. And the matches, uh, I think the matches were the big thing then. And mm-hmm. today it just seems to be, uh, you know, a full-fledged drama. Uh, and it's just like a soap opera, and the uh, the matches have come kind of taken a a backseat to the drama. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so but I, I agree with you. I loved it in my day and I thought we had the best guys that were around in in my day, but uh, this day and age I got some big, big guys and some other things to go along with it, but I, I just I really liked it better in my day
0: than I do today. Yeah, can okay. Because in my mind, I mean, you know, I'm not taking away anything from any of the new superstars or wrestlers. It's just, I love the fact back in the day, it was more it was more about technical and the matches than right. these outlandish, you know, these outlandish storylines that they've got today. Right. And I'm like, someone, yeah. you, you can't think of anything better and entertaining than, than this. Yeah. It, yeah. It, you know, because there are some families out there today that, even to this day, even though it's PG rating, they're like, "I don't want my kids seeing this." You yeah. Know? Oh, I agree.
1: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I sure do. <laughs> I have uh, five grandchildren now, and I wouldn't let them watch it.
0: Yeah. 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 So I, I, I think in a sense, wrestling's kind of lost its, its in that kind of sense. So. Yeah. But um. You know I'm like I said Chris I've really enjoyed this conversation um uh, I've got just a few more uh questions here for you and then we can wrap things up um Sure Uh when did when did you know that you wanted to be a pastor and uh, what what got you into that because um one of the things is do you think that you broke the uh barriers for people like that because uh I think a long time ago, being a wrestler and a preacher was frowned upon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: um, I I was the sickly kid when I was growing up, uh, Mm -hmm. in and out of the hospital, uh, constantly in and out of the hospital, um, mostly with uh, pneumonia. Uh, And then in the fourth grade, um, I had polio. And viral encephalitis. I was in the hospital for like three months. Uh, just you know, skin and skin and bones. Couldn't put on weight. Uh, when I was in junior high school, I had, I had a great doctor, a very great mm-hmm. doctor. When I was in junior high school, uh, he sent me to a clinic, and they did all of these allergy tests on me, and they found out that I was allergic to everything. And so they put me on the allergy medication, and then suddenly I started gaining weight. Started you know, growing, and then my doctor, he's the one that got me going to the gym and going to, you know, doing the weights and swimming and cardio and and doing everything I could to to get my body in in good shape, and so he was the guy that got me started on that. Um, So I didn't get to participate in sports like I would love to have as a child because I was so sick, and... Mm -hmm. But uh, but I love professional wrestling, especially you know as a kid growing up. Uh, came on, I, I watched it uh, when I was in the hospitals. I watched it, and I loved professional wrestling. And it, when I could get my dad to take me to the you know to the auditorium to see professional wrestling live, it was just like um, getting you know a birthday uh, for for that to happen. Um, so anyway, I. I was uh, in college, and my wife and I got married when when we were in college, and we came back to my hometown, and uh, I felt God had called me into the ministry, and I was looking to do that. And um, my wife was was a high school math teacher, and she was working at her alma mater. And Mm -hmm. one day she's grading papers, and I'm looking at the newspaper, the Tampa Tribune, and I saw an ad in there. that said, "Wanted professional wrestling, uh, professional wrestlers." And of course, this is back in 1978 when I saw this, and I, I was so excited. I got up and I took it over to my wife and I showed mm-hmm. her. She kind of, kind of rolled her eyes at me when I did that. And uh, mm-hmm. I got my stuff together and I drove over there that day. I drove over there and went into the gym, and there was the great Malenko. That was the guy. He was a super bad guy when I was growing up. And uh-huh. uh, he, he's the guy that trained me. He trained uh, Mark Miro, who was Johnny B. Bad, uh, Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion for WWE. Trained a lot of other guys. His son was Dean Malenko, the Man of a Thousand Holes for the WWE. And uh, he he trained me. I got hooked from the moment that I walked into the gym. And so now I'm in wrestling. And then you know what am I, what am I going to do? Uh, I I got called to a church as a youth minister, had a bad experience, got back into the wrestling and just stayed in the wrestling until I graduated from seminary. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a roundabout, up and down, but uh, ultimately, um, you know, it it worked out great because uh, when I was in seminary and wrestling, it gave me so many opportunities to go around and share my faith with people and uh, uh, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change anything
0: would not change anything for the world, huh? You've had, no. it sounds like you've had quite a, uh, quite a journey. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Got to work against some great people. You know, I wrestled, uh, I wrestled The Undertaker. Um, I wrestled uh, Ultimate Warrior, The Free Birds. Uh, you know, I, I worked against, um, uh, I think, three world heavyweight champions. And I, you know, it just, I got to live the dream, man. It was great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, did did you ever wrestle the Steiners? By any chance? Uh say again. Uh did you ever get to uh wrestle the uh wrestle with the Steiners? Steiner Brothers?
1: No, no I did not.
0: Okay. Okay. Um but you you've named off some um big names. Uh how was it working with the Undertaker?
1: Oh, it was it was super it really was. I, I actually wasn't supposed to work against him. Um, this was in Dallas, Texas, and um, it was on a Friday night. And my uh, my wife and my little girls, uh, if if I was working on Friday, they would usually go with me. And as soon as I wrestled, as soon as I worked my match, I would take a shower, and they would meet me in the parking lot. And then we would do our family, family night, fun night, you know, on Friday. So... So they were with me, and I had already worked my match, and I'm in the dressing room taking my boots off, and the promoter came in, and he said um, that the guy who was going to work against Mark uh, Calloway, the undertaker, uh, that the guy who was supposed to work against him didn't show up, and they needed somebody to work twice, and I immediately said, hey, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. So uh, so I had to get the referee uh, to go out and find my wife in a crowd uh, to tell her not to leave. And so he went out, and he did that, and he came back. He said, yeah, I found her, and so they're going to wait. And and I said, they're not going to believe this. So I uh, I got into the ring first, and the lights came down, and I found my wife and my girls. I found them, and I, said, I kept my eyes on them. So yeah. <clears throat> when the light, lights went down, the music came on, and when the undertaker walked through, I looked, and both my little girls were crying, and uh, my wife, her eyes got real big, and then she leaned forward real quick and grabbed her purse and started going through it. Uh, But anyway, Mark got into the ring. We had a great match. I went about 20 minutes with him, and it was just a great match. So we were driving back to Fort Worth that night, and I looked in the rearview mirror, and both my girls were asleep, and I looked over at my wife, and um, I said, you know, right before the match started with uh, The Undertaker... Right before the match started, I noticed you grabbed your purse and started going through it. What, what were you doing? And she thought for a moment, and then she looked at me, and she said, oh, she said, I was trying to find a checkbook to make sure you had paid the insurance. <laughs> it,
0: sounds, it sounds like your wife has a good sense of humor, Chris. Yeah, so. she
1: does. She does. We've been married 41 years, and she's put up with a lot. So.
0: Wow. And one of my last questions, Chris, Um in in the movie at the beginning it shows where the Mass Saint gets his leg hurt. Is there any truth to that? Did you ever get your leg hurt or something? Or Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's
1: uh, that's the true part. It wasn't
0: uh it wasn't by that
1: wrestler, uh, but uh, it was by another guy and he wrapped my leg around a second rope and then gave it a huge, you know, lift. And it tore yeah. my uh, it tore my ACL my MCL I, it, it tore everything in my knee. I was actually in the hospital for a week. Oh uh, wow! It, it did, yeah, it did a really bad job on my knee. I was in the hospital for a week and uh, had to do a lot of lot of rehabbing for that. That was the worst injury I ever sustained at wrestling. But, yeah.
0: Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, I, I I tell you I encourage everybody to uh to read the book and, and to uh to jump on Netflix or order the D V D online and uh Chris, do you wanna go ahead and uh give my audience your social media and your final thoughts? I've loved having you on the show today and I hope that uh, you will come join me again sometime soon.
1: Okay. Yeah, all you gotta do, uh you can go to uh, TheMassSaint.com, or you can go to theMassSaintBook.com. And when I'm saying, a lot of people are listening and they've just never heard of this, it's uh, M A S K E D, The Masked Saint. Uh, and so they can go on both of those. Uh, I'm on Facebook under Chris Whaley and would uh, love, you know, I, I friend everybody that asked for it. Um, I'm on Twitter and they can find out you know anything they want to there. The book is available at Barnes and Noble, it's uh, other bookstores, it's on Amazon, it's on Kindle, and of course the movie is on uh, Netflix. It's in Walmart. Um, it, I think it's cheaper to order it on Amazon, but uh, they can get it there. And um, anybody that uh, you know writes me, I I always respond to them. So I'm just living the dream and thankful for opportunities and. Uh, Uh, thankful when people actually want to ask me questions. So I I love doing that and uh, love the opportunities that God has given me, just like this one with you, Justin, and I thank you so much for having me on your show.
0: It's it's my pleasure, Chris. Thank you for being on the show, my friend.
1: All righty. God bless you, buddy. You have been listening to The Justin Harvey Show here on the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Be sure to tune in again next week for his latest show. Thank you for listening.